RTHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive describes Hong Kong's great airline ticket giveaway as probably the world's biggest welcome ever. The head of the Hong Kong Monetary Authority warns that the interest rate hike cycle in the U.S. isn't over yet. And the housing minister says the government won't back down on its plan to build light public housing at Kai Tak. Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong plans to give away half a million air tickets to bring people back to the SAR. It's part of a government plan to boost tourism, business and investment. At a launch ceremony for the campaign dubbed Hello Hong Kong, the CE highlighted upcoming mega events and trade shows in the SAR, such as the Hong Kong Marathon and Art Basel. Mr. Lee also said the administration would go all out to tell the world about Hong Kong, while bringing in business professionals, political dignitaries and media leaders to experience what the city has to offer. They will take home their fond experience and memories of Hong Kong and share them with their personal and business circles. Like a ripple, our compelling appeal as a metropolis that is wide open for business and leisure will continue to spread and reach different parts of the world. The airport authority says the 500,000 free air tickets will be distributed in phases over six months from the start of March. The tickets will come from Cathay Pacific, HK Express and Hong Kong Airlines and will be handed out through the airline's overseas offices through lucky draws and competitions. Fred Lam, the authority's CEO, says each visitor is expected to bring two to three companions, so the giveaway could attract up to one and a half million travellers to the SAR. Airlines obviously would be able to work it out to make sure then that they would have the capacity to meet the demand from these uh, free tickets. Right? So, and that's why we're also giving them a few months. They're not giving it away in, in a very short period of time. Six months, we feel then, should be sufficient for them to you know, be able to uh, distribute those tickets in an uh, orderly manner. The head of the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, says the interest rate hike cycle is not over yet in the U.S., and the pattern of future rate increases is still unclear. His comments came after the Fed raised interest rates by 25 basis points, or a quarter of a percentage point. That's the smallest increase since March of last year. Mr. Yu says this shows the U.S. authorities are being more careful. The pace of rate hike has further moderated since the last rate decision, and that reflects the need for the Fed to more carefully assess the U.S. economic and inflationary trends and also the effects of previous rate hikes in determining the magnitude and pacing of future hikes. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho says the government will not abandon its plan to build light public housing at Kai Tak, despite opposition from some sectors. Lawmaker Kitson Yang had said residents in the area are worried the housing project will affect the plan to build a second central business district, or CBD2, in Kowloon East. But Ms. Ho said the long-term development of the area remains unchanged. I've been working in the energizing Kowloon office. I've seen the birth of this CBD2. I've seen the development of this CBD2 walking step by step towards its ultimate goal. And this goal hasn't changed. Each piece of land has its long-term use, and which is um, already laid down. And the planning will realize one day. So we are just utilizing the short-term possibility to help those people in need. 
A fire broke out at a construction site near a Taipo public housing estate shortly after 9 p.m., and it was upgraded to a number three alarm some 10 minutes later. Two jets and two breathing apparatus teams were brought in to fight the blaze at a transfer station near the building site of Fu Tip Estate Phase 2. Police said they received a number of reports, with some hearing the sounds of explosions. No casualties have been reported so far, and residents nearby do not have to evacuate. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy, cool in the morning and again at night time. Sunny intervals tomorrow and one or two rain patches later on. Temperatures in the region of 16 to 20 degrees. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, strong offshore and on high ground at first. The outlook windier and cool with one or two rain patches in the following few days. Winds will weaken gradually and the weather will be mild with mist in the morning and at night time on Monday and Tuesday. Currently at the observatory, it's 18 degrees with the relative humidity now at 82%. And please be advised, the strong monsoon signal is currently in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Now back to our top story on the Hello Hong Kong campaign and the dishing out of 500,000 free air tickets to Hong Kong. A hospitality management scholar says he hopes the government will focus on attracting mainland tourists when giving out the tickets. Raymond Su from the Caritas Institute of Higher Education pointed out that before the pandemic, over 80% of tourists came from the mainland. He said even with the relaxation of COVID measures, it's hard for the sector to return to pre-pandemic levels within this year. He told Vanessa Cheng officials should prioritize short-haul tourism. The entire initiative is very positive, and I'm sure it's going to drive tourist traffic to Hong Kong. Of course, it's going to take time, especially the impact from air ticket would be quite significant for this year. But also we have to consider the traffic from China as well. Before the pandemic, most of the traffic comes from China, I would say around 80 to 90 percent. I believe Hong Kong Tourism Board will also put the resources to promote the Hong Kong for the Chinese market. But the entire initiative is very positive because the government is willing to invest on it. So do you mean the government should focus on attracting mainland tourists more? It should be a worldwide campaign because the tourist market cannot heavily rely on only one or two markets. So I think the government or the Hong Kong Tourism Board, according to the number of arrivals, they will invest in resources accordingly. It may take some time to promote the long-haul market. So probably for priority, they will put in the China market and also the Asian market as well. So how about for overseas tourists then? Do you expect like this campaign can also attract overseas tourists to Hong Kong? Oh yes, certainly, certainly. Especially the campaign from the airline company where they offer 500,000 tickets. I think it also depends on the logistics, how they distribute these tickets. Perhaps it could be buy one, get one free. In that case, the impact would be more significant where they can bring, say for example, a million guests to Hong Kong. The foreign ministry says regional stability will be hurt after Washington and Manila announced an agreement to expand America's military presence in the Philippines. The plan, which comes under a 2014 defense pact between the two countries, grants U.S. forces access to four more military camps in the Philippines. Aaron Tam has the details. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning says the Philippines' decision to grant the U.S. greater access to military bases 
hurts regional stability and raises tensions. Washington is to be given expanded access to four more locations under the so-called Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, or EDCA. This was made public during a visit to the Philippines by U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. But no details were given even about the locations of the four Philippine camps where U.S. forces would be allowed to construct barracks, warehouses and hangars. At a news conference in Manila, Mr. Austin said only that Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. had approved the new EDCA locations, bringing the total number of such sites to nine. I just want to be clear that uh, we don't, we're not seeking permanent basing in the Philippines. As you heard us say in our statements here, uh, EDCA, EDCA is a cooperative agreement that uh, enables uh, rotational activities. And so it's a key pillar of our training and, and uh, opportunities for, uh, to strengthen our interoperability. And it also provides us the ability to uh, respond effectively to um, humanitarian uh, issues and, and also uh, disaster relief. Uh, and, and other types of crisis, not just for the Philippines, but uh, for the region throughout. Philippine military and defense officials said in November that Washington had sought to be able to use five more local military bases, mostly on the northern island of Luzon. Two of the additional camps are located near Luzon's northern tip, while the others that would host American forces lie along the Philippines' South China Sea coast. North Korea has reacted angrily to the most recent joint military drills by the United States and South Korea, saying they'd pushed the situation on the peninsula to an extreme red line. In a statement published by the state news agency, the North Korean foreign ministry added that it was prepared to use a full range of military deterrence against the United States, including nuclear weapons. The funeral of Tyree Nichols, the 29-year-old African-American father who died after being beaten by police in Memphis, has been held. Actor Spike Lee and the U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris were among the thousands who attended the funeral. They appeared alongside Mr. Nichols' family. Ms. Harris called for new legislation backing the George Lloyd Floyd Justice in Policing Act to try to prevent future incidents of police brutality. The BBC's Sarah Smith reports. Lord, there were pictures of Tyree Nichols displayed all around the church, showing him smiling, skateboarding and holding his baby son. They couldn't have been more different from the unforgettable images of him that were caught on the police video, on the ground being beaten and kicked by five police officers. We heard him say on that tape, I'm just trying to go home. I didn't break any laws along this path. During his funeral, his god sister, Latoya Yazar, read a poem she'd composed based on his words. Batons, badges, boots, bright lights against my face. I'm just trying to go home. Don't I deserve to feel safe? That desire to go home, to get to a place of safety, was emphasized by the veteran civil rights campaigner, the Reverend Al Sharpton, in his eulogy to Mr. Nichols. I come to Memphis to say the reason I keep going is all I'm trying to do is get home. I want to get where they can't shoot and ask questions later. I'm trying to get home. Every black in America stands up every day trying to get home. 
What happened to Tyree Nichols shocked America, beaten to death after he was stopped for a possible driving offence. Police in northwest Pakistan say a suicide bomber who killed more than a hundred people inside a mosque at a high security zone was wearing a police uniform at the time of the attack. The BBC's Anbarasan Itirajan has more details. The chief of police in Pakistan's Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province, Mozam Jha Ansari, said the officers on duty at the main gate of the high security zone did not check the suicide attacker because he was wearing a uniform. He called it a security lapse. Police believe he was not a lone wolf and there is an entire network behind him. The European Parliament has voted to lift the immunity of two of its legislators whom the Belgian authorities suspect of involvement in a major corruption scandal that's shaken the institution. The Italian MEP Andrea Cosolino and Mark Tarabella, who's Belgian, both deny wrongdoing. Mr. Tarabella told reporters he too supported the vote. I've come here expressly to vote in favour of the lifting of parliamentary immunity. I've been asking for that from the beginning because it will allow me to express myself in relation to the investigators' questions. The affair centres on allegations that Qatar and Morocco tried to influence the European Parliament using large bribes. Both countries deny this. The oil and gas giant Shell made a record profit of nearly 40 billion US dollars in 2022 as energy prices soared because of Russia's war in Ukraine. It's the highest profit ever recorded by any British company. The opposition Labour Party spokesman on climate change, Ed Miliband, said the figures are outrageous. You've got millions of people who cannot afford heat. Prices are going to go up by another 40% in April. And at the same time, Shell making record profits, the windfalls of war, and the government that fails to levy a proper windfall tax with massive loopholes for fossil fuel companies. That is why this country has to change. Shell says it will pay a windfall tax on the profit it made in the UK, although 95% of its earnings come from outside Britain. A new report says the number of Jewish settlers in the occupied West Bank has risen to more than half a million. A pro-settler group has published figures showing the settler population has grown by almost 16% over the last five years. The settlements are seen as illegal and an obstacle to peace by much of the international community. To sports and football, where France centre-back Raphael Varane, a World Cup winner in 2018 and runner-up last year, has announced his retirement from international duty at the age of 29. The Manchester United defender made his France debut in 2013 and won 93 caps for Les Bleus. He had been in the running to take over as captain following the retirement of Hugo Lloris last month. And a reminder of our top story tonight, the chief executive describes Hong Kong's great airline ticket giveaway as probably the world's biggest welcome ever. You've been listening to the news from RTHK. It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time
And wherever you are listening to us from, a very good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, of course, here in Hong Kong. The dying embers of Thursday, Friday, just around the corner, and then to the weekend. Welcome to Twilight Time, 45 minutes of music from a bygone era. And the one to start us off tonight is a song from the Duke Breeze. Remember to your home again 